I'm Jameson Oxford. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't just me. It wasn't just me. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back to Torch the Tavern. We are a real play 5th edition betrayal podcast. All we know is white mutiny. We're playing betrayal uh, now? <laughs> Woo! I need a different dice for that. Yeah. Do I need to make a new character? <laughs> Jay looks no. so mad. <laughs> no. No, that, that, that bit isn't old, and I'm not sad that it is mutated to involve two of you at all. <laughs> oh, which like, one? Hello, it's I'm like, Jameson it's like Oxford. This, it's like a pandemic disease that has suddenly now targeted my dog as well. Uh, <laughs> it's and truly, it's truly is... disheartening. No, <laughs> we are Torchlit Tavern. We are real play Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition podcast. Today, I am your dream catcher, taking you on a vision quest. Uh, my name is Jameson Oxford, and. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, to my left. Yeah, fine. To uh uh to his left is the catcher of dreams. Uh Dylan, the good boy. Uh to date this, uh I I've had I got art made on Twitter, which is amazing that says I'm a good boy, so it's irrefutable at this point. It's from episode 60. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, dude. Shut up. They don't know. They're catching up. Let yeah, him have it. Here, it's going to last another 6 <laughs> yeah. tops. Yeah. Thank you, Aiden. Uh, yeah, thank We're you. We're really enjoying it. I love it so much. Yeah. Uh, and and to my left. Hey, it's Ryan. Uh, I play Roy, Rogue Warlock. A little stabby here and there. Sometimes I'll shoot you. I won't give you a blanket. What? The usual stuff. Awkward silence. And to his left. <laughs> Is it me? Am I to his left? I I really should get on top of this. Yeah. It's not Jeff, right? The really bad part is, like, I never say it as the gag. I just Yeah, the fact that you want it to be a goof, but you're not even good enough to make it a goof. Yeah. I I was about to ask if it was starting, (laughs) if it was, like, a goof this time, but it immediately leaned to not goof. It's just my endemic failure as a human being, which is impressive. Because I'm Mitch, and I play Bruce, the best character on the podcast. I mean, shit, Jay gets all the NPCs, and he still can't catch up. Oh, and to my oh, left... Oh, oh, oh. Betrayal podcast. And... A betrayal podcast. To his left is, of course, your good friend Jeff, your old buddy, here once again reprising his role as the gentleman, the skeleton, Mr. Grimm. And... I'm just happy to be back, dude. You know, real talk, That's real fun. talk. We're we're in a fucking ACDC back and black. I, yeah, we'll see how this goes. Oh, I love no. you, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> love you, Jeff. Wow, I don't so know. Fucking much. I don't know if I need to edit that out or just turn it way down. Hit the sand. Don't know. We ever come back like a cat's eyes, not lives. I love you so much, we Jeff. That was so, I'm, I'm still Number. laughing. We did All right. that. Uh, you might want to check your audio level. Make sure you didn't fucking turn that little knob down by screaming in your mic. But oh, mine's. Still I mean, good. I definitely did turn it down a little, but I'll just yeah. scooch that back up a little. <laughs> there mm-hmm. we go. Yep. Scooch right. up the hooch. Mitch made a reference. And uh, all right. Anyways, <laughs> wait, wait. Mitch made a reference. Yeah. Yay! I kicked Mitch off the Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. He's the one who started. All right. So 
Yeah, you're right. Holy I shit. love the fact that all you guys are here, so let's get right back into the swing of things with a little bit of that tavern keeping. Bro, did you I introduce yourself? I can do it. I did, did I miss that? I introduced myself. All right, go on. You yeah, missed continue. it. Yeah, I missed yeah, it. No, I said, did you do it, bud? You introduce yourself. Yeah. I'll do. I'll do this tavern keeping real quick. Don't worry about it, guys. I got. Uh, somebody tie him up. Mitch, no. <laughs> Hello, no. Randall. We find ourselves <laughs> okay, here okay. once again. Mitch, use the finger trap. Use the finger trap. Come with me, my child. I have ways. To Classic. No, not the finger trap. You know that that doesn't work anymore. It's Randall. It always works. Perfect. Especially when you put it on. Now the that hand. he's. I hear that sometimes, Randall, when people do this, they say, Perfect. Now that we've got that all handled, let's get into the good old tavern keeping. This tavern is a little dirty, so let's spruce it up with fire. Um, So, once again, I want to thank all you beautiful people, all you wonderful sons of guns, for being here. And by being here, I mean listening. We love you from the bottom of our black hole hearts. And with that being said... We want to give you every opportunity to tell us how much we suck. So in pursuit of that, let me give you all the places you can do it. First of all, we've got a Facebook. Tell them about the Facebook. Facebook.com slash Torchlet Tavern. And we have a Twitter. Tell them about the Twitter. At Torchlet Tavern. We've got a website. Elaborate. TorchlitTavern.com. And we've even got, if you want to give just that extra, extra bit, and I guess we're not too far away from having 69 people pledging, you know, the nice number. 69 monies total. So 69 monies. Uh, The point is we're close to getting that magic nice number of $69 a month. So if you would like to help us reach this weirdly... uh, weird new obsession of a goal you can go to our patreon tell them what the patreon is patreon.com slash torchlet tavern god damn it's so easy it's like you could just put two words into the google and just all these things would pop up do you think that would work you know might have to test that hypothesis might have to test it out and can't confirm last but it's a thing oh fuck it works look at that and last but not least, anytime you're sharing us, anytime you're anytime you're sharing us, anytime you're doing some artwork, as we've recently gotten some more of, or anything of the sort, please feel free to hit us with the hashtag. Tell them what the hashtag is. Hashtag Torchlight Tavern. Damn right. Or, if you want to get crazy, hashtag TTCast. That's right. TTCast if you're nasty. Now let's get back into the swing of the show. Uh, my last thing that I will say, because I just realized that this episode's probably going to go up on the 29th, uh, I'm getting married in August, so there may come a, a delay or something in those episodes. I will try to maintain our schedule, but everybody know that that might be a problem for me, because sadly, as much as I love all y'all, I, uh, I'm getting married. And I'm it's doing me. my part. I me. keep trying to save her. Like, I really, I've, I've tried to help her out. I've tried she to really, get her better really options. Does. She's just... He, she's gone a dark way. Really needs right now. She's gone a dark way. Or maybe, way. maybe we won't miss an episode. Maybe I'll just post something super secret. Ooh! Wow! Ryan has DM confirmed. Ooh! <laughs> maybe. All right. Well, by we'll the way, uh, the by the oh way, guys, uh, I can run. I don't want to talk about. What... Oh. <laughs> Y'all always forget that I protect you every day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Or I can run an app. Like I said, I protect y'all every day. <laughs> Last time. So if you're a listener and you want to hear Mitch run it up, tell Jay he's stupid on the interwebs. Mm-hmm. Do it. I want to see it. I live for it. Alec, I'm at looking at you, buddy. Matters. I know you got my back. At, at Agent Beige. As of recently, I could even run an app. I've done things oh, now. He's, 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 tested, he's dipped his little toesies in the water. He dipped my toesies in the water. It's, the cancer spread. It's warm. Too many DMs in the world, not enough players. Uh, you, I think I like being a player more. I miss making That's a character. <laughs> anyway, last time on Torch of the Tavern. Cue the... The team learned a little about Goliaths and, more close to home, Bruce's family. And a lot about While love. At, a lot about love. While mingling at what appeared to be a preemptive funeral for an old Goliath named Denier, who said it would be his time soon to, to quote-unquote, go to the mountain... After this celebration of sorts, the Goliaths held a brief and simple ritual, declaring their youngest adult member of the tribe, a decidedly Bruce-like adolescent named Rius. After explaining that Goliaths believed that the burden of leadership should always be placed on those whose lives it will affect the longest, the party confronted Rius and Bruce on the matter of their similar features. It seemed clear that Rius is Bruce's biological offspring, with his estranged wife Bielka, who left him when he went to prison. But this made little difference to Bruce, or any of the other Goliaths, it seemed, citing that the one who raised you will always be your father. The shaman then whisked the group away to his tent, because he felt that he could help with the boon-slash-affliction that is the Eye of Magog, promising that, Bruce, that, promising that if Bruce can master three tests on a sort of spirit walk along with his friends, Bruce would master the Eye, understand what it means to be giant, and even potentially be free of its curse. Two tests in, one appears to have succeeded, the other a failure. The last of the trials begins now. I did not have sex with that woman. So you already fell. Yeah. So uh, where? So specifically, what did I last leave off on you guys? Uh, uh, fuck. Uh, we had all leveled up. We were given 10k what? gold to purchase new loot with. Mm. And uh, no, that was that was that was a long time ago. Definitely not actually. my game. There's no way that no, happened. In no, my that game. was after the heist. Mm. <laughs> ah, he's in character. Good. <laughs> uh, no, last we left off, I chose uh, Brandon. Uh, Grim chose the storyteller, and uh, Bruce told, chose the storyteller. As well. Mitch so realized that Mitch and Jay had entirely different narrative objective directions in this uh, instance, and is confused and afraid. Uh, it's okay. I, I pulled a fast one on you. I, pu- I pulled it's a bamboozle where I got you thinking one way and then switched. I was out thinking okay, idea. I, I've, I've been doing that. Since uh, for a long time, Jay thinks one way and I roll with it. Yeah, the problem with that the concept, Mitch, of outthinking your 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 enemy is if you fail, you didn't. <laughs> I mean, Fair. I was just thinking about it on a much higher scale than you were. Sure, you were. Obviously, Bruce didn't fail. He just really had Grimm's back. Obviously, doesn't matter. It was what matters is it was wrong. That's what really yes. matters. You guys tackled, yeah. end up face down in some swirly dirt. In the middle of a maelstrom and a war. And we're about to move podcast. on to the third thing. And as you guys fall into the <laughs> dirt, base. the dirt kicks up. And it mixes with the smoke, and your vision is obscured. And then you find yourselves alone. I'm the cart. Oh my god. Wait, I just realized something. Mitch, I feel Mitch, like the cart is in your heart, so it's always Mitch, with you. Mitch hit the dirt, right? Bruce yes. became a dirt pounder. Oh. We're at the worst timeline. <laughs> I told you I was going to abuse you guys today. I didn't realize it would be so hard. <laughs> No, the difference is Bruce didn't have his penis out. Ah, you're right. Better get out the fuck dice. Alright. I already got it. 
So, who do I start with? That's a 15. Listen, I know you're going to take a golf club to me, so just whenever you're ready. <laughs> do you want right. us to roll for it? <laughs> yeah, we yeah. can roll for it. Uh, don't, or Bruce goes last. Don't worry about much. <clears throat> but I rolled a 15. Don't okay, worry, Jay, cool. I crit. Cool. He still failed? I want to waste. Oh. No, I crit. Success. I, I hate. I got a three. I so much. I rolled a... But I wasted my crit. Oh, damn. That's super loud. Dylan's up in here like, emotional trauma? Do me first. <laughs> yeah. I want it. Brian, what did you get? I got a three. You okay, Ryan? Okay, wow. All right. Dylan. Oh, no. It's not even a competition. This sucks. Not even, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, let's go, let's go ahead and rip the band-aid first. Uh... Which you hear one? the voice of the shaman once again. It sounds even further away than it did before. Uh, you guys are going deeper and deeper into this dream state. Your last test will be the enemy, Barry. Barry? Barry deep within you. Barry is not an enemy. You fucking I, take I, that I, back. I, I, I was like, what did I do to upset Barry? I'm not going to lie. Barry would probably help you in the coming event. But yeah, Dylan, you, he would lift Barry me up instead of dragging all. me down. Yeah, thank D you. <laughs> Dylan, you uh, you tackle uh, Brandon into the ground, and as you hit him, you find yourself hugging air and standing alone, but your scene has changed. The smoke swirls, and you are standing on a quiet little hill with a single tree and a tombstone. Oh, why is it? Why? Ah, Damon <laughs> no. Iroh. Oh, yeah, he's doing it for the second time. He's Uncle. I he's giving you the Uncle Iroh, bro. Oh, not again. I would say have some tea, but that's really more Mr. Grimm's thing. I know what it's going to say, too. It's a misdirect, and it's going to hurt. Little soldier boy. No, <laughs> no. You're actually going to get Randall to cry. <laughs> uh, I think, I think I, everyone I, will cry if you sing Little Soldier Boy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you... I walk... Okay, sorry. Yeah, not that one. <laughs> I, I, I walk to the tombstone. Do you read it? Yeah. It says Matthew Kolog Maga. And it's... it's you've, you've been here before. Last time you were here was before you left Santitas after the funeral of Canton, unless you visited again since, which you may have. There were days. I may have. Uh, I, Dylan most likely visited here when no one was around. Mm -hmm. There were times that you, you had the chance. So if you if you middle have... of the night, middle of the night, so on, you know. Yeah, yeah, sure. What do you do? Nothing seems to be happening. It's quiet. Dylan's gonna sit down next to his son and just look out upon the hill, like he used to do when he was alive. It becomes clear as you sit there. And uh, maybe Dylan meditates there for a very, very long time, but nothing seems to change. It seems that the trial requires more from you. Obviously, you need to desecrate the grave. Hey, Mitch, don't ruin the moment. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, buddy. I'm just going to take a quick side to be edited out. This yeah. ain't the time. Yeah, we can no, have this moment. Especially because... <laughs> especially... You kind of have to desecrate the grave, and wow, putting it that way is just rough. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, now we have to leave that in. Man, I just <laughs> wanted to be an asshole. Why can't it be relevant? Uh, Jay, I, I, I'm not going to desecrate the grave. It's As a character, that's, that's not going to happen. 
Dylan does a lot of pain to himself. He's not going to do that one. Then Dylan, I need you to roll a perception check. Okay, so... All right, boys, my money's on 14. Wow. I rolled 14 plus 9. You said it as you said it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, you, You are hearing a pounding coming from beneath the ground. Uh... Dylan, you're not in, like, some sort of dream state where you're not sure what's going on. You realize this isn't real. But uh, it is still up to you what you do. It doesn't matter if it's a dream state, because... Oh, fuck. No. This is just gonna hurt him. This is just gonna hurt. But I have to. Dylan knows he has to. I know he has to. But this is just gonna hurt him long term. Okay, Dylan pulls out a shovel. I mean... Okay. This isn't what he wants to do. This hurts a lot. So Dylan, you, you dig and it 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 takes you a while. Uh, as you get closer and closer, you hear the pounding. It doesn't seem frightened, which you find strange. It just seems like insistent. Uh, and eventually you get to the wooden coffin. Dylan's like edge of crying, man. This isn't okay. <laughs> I know. What do you do? You're at the you're at the coffin itself. Pulls out the crowbar. Okay. Uh, we're not gonna bother with such things as strength checks in this touching moment. But you uh, you pry the lid off of this. Touching. Yes. Um. Remember, Randall. Touching can be abused too. Yes. Uh, before you even really get the uh, the lid off, you, you find that it's it's really. Re- fighting you, but the the front of it just gets punched through by a tiny hand. Oh, God, he took after his mother. <laughs> <laughs> yes, tiny, green-fingered, strong, hands, yeah. orcish, Ti- tiny hands, yeah. Tiny hands. Small hands. Big plans. Big plans. <laughs> this is not and, the way uh, that I would yeah, have expected so that he, to come back up. The hand reaches out, and it, and it's reaching out to you. What do you do? I guess I... Oh, I know what's going to happen, I think, but I'm going to grab it. Uh, as soon as you grab it, Dylan, the earth around you plunges away, and you are fi- you find yourself hanging on the edge of a, of this pit that you've dug, holding on to Matthew, who dangles. And now it's time for me to ask you a question. Where is Matthew dangling? Um... I think, I think, I think Dylan's lying down on the ground, covered in blood, holding his hand on a city street, and the street has fallen away, and there's only fire underneath Matthew. Okay. But Dylan, that's not what happened. Not really. And you realize as that the world sort of tips, and it's Matthew laying on the cobblestones while Dylan is falling into fire. And I'm still holding his hand. Dad. Dad, don't. Come back up here. I can't lift you up on my own. I don't know if I can get back up. Of course you can. No, I can't. Why? Because gonna... I fell once and that's my that's my destiny. I'm always going to fall. I'm always going to burn. But why? Because I'm not strong enough. 
I'm scared. He starts pulling with both hands now, and he's got his, like, butt plant- planted against these cobblestones that are crumbling beneath him. And he's like, Dad, I'm I'm gone, but you're still there, and you need to keep, you need to get up. I don't know if I belong up there with you. Are you just gonna give up on the chance? And he looks upset at you. An eight-year-old not understanding. I... I think... I'm sorry. I wish... I wish your old man was stronger, Matthew. I really wish. I wish I was like... I wish I was better. You feel yourself slipping. Dylan, another question. Does Dylan lift himself up or does he fall? I think as he starts slipping, he desperately grabs to the wall. His instincts taking over more than anything. Okay. D- no, dad, 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 no, I, I can help. Just let me help you. And uh, as you grab the wall, it starts to crumble. And uh, I need you to roll a athletics check. Athletics, I'm known for that. Sure. <laughs> 11, roll to 11. <laughs> the the wall slips and he's like dad i could help just reach out and grab my hand matthew turns in to sandra ask for help dylan dylan kind of looks down below him then back up i'm scared and i need help sandra says it says one more time i can't take away your power without your permission ask for help Please help me. She grabs your hand. Her, Matthew, whatever the spirit thing is, pulls Dylan up, and uh, you are yanked bodily, like, to a standing position so fast. Holy Bruce. And uh, you find yourself in the next area. Uh, Who's next? Grim. Ow! (laughs) Yeah, that's me. I'm next to Rooney. Now I get to shit on Grim. Let's do this. Hell yeah, oh do it. You you got some weird kinks. <laughs> Grim, uh, as you finish your conversation with this character that you've been introduced to, who's been sort of this nebulous semi-enemy of yours, your, his relationship with you is much like your relationship with many other fae. Hard to pin down. Yes. But he's definitely to blame for your current situation. Whether that was a good or bad thing, it's kind of up to Grim. Okay. He points behind you. I. You have a trial to finish. Don't fall for it. Indeed I do. This has been illuminating. Mm-hmm. Grim turns and goes towards whatever the trial is. Just behind you is the tattered remains of a black cloak and a suit of armor. It looks a little familiar to you, Grim. It looks like the rotting corpse of somebody you may have once been. Well, I guess it's not a lot of rot. You were always sort of a bone man. But it's like... It's like a barren desert area. And in the center of it is this pile of bones in your old gear. And sticking out of the top of the rib cage is a handle. What's the handle attached to, Grim? Huh. <laughs> The the handle's attached to my my trusty weapon, my old sword. A weapon that you've only mentioned one time so far, right? Correct. Maybe in passing. Yep. It's uh, 
I mean, it's a weapon I still keep, but I don't know if it's in the same condition in this dream that it is the way I have it. Well, what do you do? I mean, I walk towards it. I, I okay. look at the remains of my stuff and me, I guess. Describe it. I, do you want I me? I feel like this is. Yeah, I feel like Grim's better equipped to uh, to describe his his previous self. I think you've done it once or twice. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, let's let's get a full and the sword. Real... And the sword. Okay. That too. Yeah. Uh, so lying before me is a tattered dark cloak. Uh, that shoulders around uh, full plate armor big clunky pointy big and clunky looking but definitely not um, it's uh, I imagine he has spiked pauldrons and and uh, his fingertips end in sort of like uh, armored claws his, uh, it's basically all black with small accents of uh, like a purple so dark it barely registers as something other than black uh, a full suit like some dark knight but with no helmet because why would Grim ever hide and, and it would get in the way of the hat I thought it was because helmets didn't grant an AC bonus <laughs> uh, there is no hat there's no hat there's no helmet it would just be Grim's bare skull which even that isn't the same, correct? Correct. Even that is different. Uh, not by much. It, his skull bears fangs. Um, it's slightly more bestial, but not by a ton. Not at this point. Not while he was wearing armor. He, it's, it looks bigger than Grim is. Um, or like the, the stories of warriors you may have heard some representation of the battles he'd been fighting at the time. The sword is, uh, in contrast, not black. The sword, the sword is white. It's broad, uh, not just in the style of sword, but like the, the blade is broad, like gladius broad, maybe slightly broader. Uh, the the hilt ornate but not with jewels or anything of the like it's just got twists and curves not so much like a not so much like a I mean the way I always imagined it it, it was a, a, a regular hilt but um, something built uh, more for warfare than for showing off right but still, like it, it's flashy enough, but its still main purpose is to fight with, correct? Exactly. It's Random fact: It's going to be an elongated, oblong, or rectangular handle for better grip. Probably one to one and a half hands <laughs> in length. Most likely, it's going yep. to have an abrupt junction on the pommel so that two-handed use doesn't incline a slip from the grip. Correct. I expected this. Thank you. That sir. is that is exactly what it is like. And as I say, there's some. What a coincidence. There's some ornate nature to it, but it does not detract from its ability to swing. Likely an ornate nature that would be used here would be ornate wire wrapping. It provides balance for the handle and can oh, showcase oh, oh, your okay. wealth. Okay, okay, Smith, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You, uh... You're, you're, you're proven the point. <laughs> Whatever it may be. And the it's, point is, um, he knows his swords, bitch. All right, so... And it's silver and white. It's not black at all. Okay. So... And what's it called? Uh, that's uh, conceit. I you, uh, uh, 
before I even started to uh, to bring you here, you you changed yourself quite a bit, didn't you, Grim? Uh, yes. Well, I became what I needed to be. Yes. Mm. What? And you were a, a hunter, right? Spirit of the hunt, trickster. <laughs> yes. Manipulator, trapper. Yes, of course. What are you now? Very much the same, I think, but... Really? I became... He looks down at the body. (laughs) But I gained some influence, some power beyond the strength that I had. I learned that not all battles need to be fought in armor. And in that... I decided to take on a different look, a new outlook. Uh, so Grim, you haven't touched anything, right? No. Once again, you find yourself, as you sit here, realizing that nothing is changing, even though the storyteller is here, which is different than Dylan's thing. Storyteller seems to be flouting the rules of this trial, just being here after what you've done. But... Nothing changing. It seems to be waiting for more from you. I reach down and grab the the hilt of conceit. All right, Grim. Here's my question for you. Yep. As you pull it up, you get to the location where you know that it has been broken in half. The version that you currently have is only half a sword. As you pull it to where there may or may not be more sword out of the corpse. Yep. How did it break? <laughs> It broke on a battlefield, in a battle. You see, there was a, um, there was a lot of, um, tribulation in Fae, and specifically in the, the domain of Court Autumn. Autumn. Court of Autumn, yes. Uh, we didn't have our mantle holder there. It was a cart with no driver. And sure, the horses knew where to go, but still dangerous. And... So so what broke the sword? Well, someone rose who didn't hold the mantle to take the... Take the reins. And as is the way in Fae, if you want something, you have to take it. At least in one way or another. So... Grimsword broke. His conceit broke. Fighting the Raven King. But after that fight, you sided with him. Yeah, well, one must survive. He proved to be strong enough, I guess. You do what you got to. So as you're standing there, and this sort of scene is playing out, the storyteller speaks up, and the storyteller says, So, Grim... You used to be the hunter, but you changed. Do you think that that change was brought about by this fight? And he points, and he kind of, and it kind of replays the moment when the sword gives under the blow from the Raven King, and you you are brought to a knee as it shatters, and then it kind of you sort of see this quick trip of like you becoming sort of subservient to this traitor among the Autumn Court. You should not have tried to take the mantle. Other Fey have condemned you for this act. Do you think that was uh, what truly changed you, Grim, Or do you think it was this? And then another image shows, and it's Evan 
alone in the woods, his pastel blue uh, outfit uh, is dirty. He seems to have been surviving in the woods for months, maybe. And you kind of find him, and you're watching him from a shadowy tree. And there's a thought in your head that you should hunt this man. And But then something about him stays your normal hand. And rather than hunt him, you confront him. And you watch as you guys end up having this strange, subservient relationship that grows into more. It becomes friendly. It's, you know, uh, the Dread Pirate Roberts. Thank you, Wesley. Good job, Wesley. I'll probably end up killing you in the morning, but for for now, you've done a great job. And uh, eventually, you watch. Not only does he kind of start to stand up right and become powerful and fey on his own, he survives like you teach him to. But you watch as this scary bone creature slowly morphs into something far more human. You know, I, I have never thought of it. This battle, it was my defining moment in my eyes. This was when I stopped being who I was. But looking now... Seeing, it's hard to say. Maybe I've not given Evan the credit he deserves. Which do you choose? I, I think being, being confronted with actually being able to physically see what happened with Evan for the first time. Laid out over time, right? It's hard. To, it's hard. It's hard to see yourself grow. Literally. You know, it it goes so slow, you don't notice. Right. So having it laid bare in front of him for the first time, as it happens, he realizes that it it was probably this moment that helped guide him somewhere new the most. Because it was in this time that he also learned spellcasting, and he became very different. All right. Grim Steps to the left toward the image of him and Evan and you find yourself standing next to Dylan as his images kind of fade away and now we're going to cut to Roy hey there you're next hey bud you're next you're up Roy as you tackle the wrong image the wrong enemy you realize this must be somebody else's enemy and you hit the dirt and the dirt swirls around you in a puff and a cloud and the tornado goes around and you hear the voice of the shaman wow i watched that terrible show it's pronounced shaman uh (laughs) why did what show are you referencing don't watch letter for the king uh (laughs) okay (laughs) wait really i didn't find it that bad oh yeah the first eight eps yeah they're great Uh, oh don't 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 finish letter yeah no that's fair (laughs) <laughs> skip the first 10 minutes of up and uh cut that one halfway uh watch Roy. only watch the first 10 minutes up you fought yeah pff, wow okay. i mean that'll set so... you in the right that'll put you in the right mood for what we're doing here um <laughs> roy you find yourself standing in front of a hovel it's a hovel that you recognize from the southern part of Silesian, one that you left a while back and you haven't been to in quite some time actually as you think about it, it hasn't been that long seems like it though it is a ramshackle place. It seems strange because you know it's in a town, but this image of it is alone on a hill. Uh, the door 
is barely held on by some wire. It looks like somebody ripped it off a long time ago and you guys made do. Uh, and you're just standing in front. What do you do? D- does this look like extremely familiar? <laughs> like it's is this is place, this a, the, is this an ex- an exact scene that I may have come before upon you, before? Uh, this is the place you lived before you came to Griffinport. Yeah. Yes, it's very familiar. Really <sighs> knows this place. Yeah, I had it. You what? I head inside. Oh, okay. You open the door, and it's I thought you said I hit him. Yeah, that's what <laughs> so I heard, too. I, so <laughs> I was so like, that I. is very Roy response to things, but I'm not sure who you're hitting. <laughs> Roy it. beats up a house. <laughs> <laughs> Roy beats up the house. I, I, Solid. Outside of the dream, I just swing on, on fucking instinct, and I hit fucking Dylan right next to me. <laughs> just Son of a... <laughs> Sack taps, Dylan in his sleep. <laughs> That's a new thing for shadow boss. Goddamn. <laughs> Damn. Oh, so you you open you open this ramshackle door. A veal chuckles. Almost falls off the hinge. You you realize that you know how to open it. <laughs> God. You open this door. You know there's a trick to it. Otherwise, it won't open right and it'll fall apart. Yeah. It was almost like your defense system. Uh, Bit of an no alarm. Get in without making noise. Yeah. And inside is a room with a straw floor, barely a hovel in Southern Celestian. You know the room wasn't even that long ago and in front of you in the only chair you guys owned there's a man sitting hunched who is this man i do believe that is laic i'm finally getting right backstory <laughs> <laughs> i'm so excited we really need it yeah, <laughs> mute if you need to, Dylan. I know how how precious uh, this is to you. Oh yeah, I, I'm definitely muting. <laughs> All right, so Roy, you realize that the voice of the shaman, far farther and farther away, as I've said, is getting through the hobble walls. The enemy buried is not always buried. It is sometimes just hidden within us. Things that we could not change or regret. So you're standing in this doorway. This is a moment that caused Roy to leave town. What happened here? Who was Laic? Laic is the uh, scoundrel, I suppose. Uh, he's just a he. He's a thief. He's straight up a thief. Uh, he's just a dirty, rude. And not super nice guy that raised me after my family all died. Uh, He found me on the streets trying to survive and he taught me how to do so correctly. Not always in the nicest way, but I'm still around, so he did a good job. Holy shit. What happened here? He had told me that very likely one day I will come across him, probably uh, having gotten his just desserts, because he is not, while he may have been helping me out, he wasn't always the, a rescuer, I suppose. He was very much, uh, fucked some people over back in the day, and it seems like it finally must have caught up to him. And it is, uh, it's not a pretty sight. What do you do? Once again, nothing seems to change without your action. You find yourself stuck in this moment until you do something. Uh, very, very much like when I found him the first time, I stare at him for a very long time. 
What did you do the first time after staring at him for a very long time? Uh, I, I put together what few belongings I had and I left. I left everything as is. Didn't touch him? No. What do you do this time? I look closer. I get, uh... I walk o- I wa- I walk trembling over to the body and I try... Before, I didn't really... I kept my distance and I just stared at it and I and I stayed oh, as far from it as I could. But uh, this time I'm going to get close and I'm going to actually try and find clues. Uh, as you move closer to him, uh, roll me perception. Well, ain't that just the way it goes? That's a three plus two. You get up close and you see a lot of... You, you, his face is shadowed. He has long hair, grimy. He never cut it. Uh, and... Uh, you can't really see, so you realize that you're going to have to move him to really find anything. But the moment you touch him, he, f- he slumps out of the chair and falls face down. And as he hits the ground, you realize that you're not in a hovel. You're in the middle of a weird back alley circle. And it's not Laic. It's Canton, face down in the snow. What happened here? As I recall, we were too late to get to Canton. And something happened. And he died. And soon after this, I went after the guy who killed him. Did you get him? Yes, but it was difficult. Did it help? No. Ken's still gone. How does Roy feel about it? Guilty. Why? Because he wasn't there again. If he had been there, he could have stopped it. He could have helped. So as you, um... We're reaching to try to check the, the what happened to Laic and it turned into Canton. It causes you to take a step back. And as you step back, you realize that stepping back causes the scene to rewind. And uh, if you take another step back, it rewinds even further. And it shows you what was happening before you got there. Like, at a certain point, you, have, you don't have to step back any further and it rewinds. Does Roy rewind to see what happened? Yes. You, you rewind things, and uh, you see Canton on the night of. He was doing Thieves' Guild business. He was skulking around the city. He was getting information. Maybe he was trying to pick up a lead on what the deuce was going to do uh, to you guys after you robbed that vault. Um, you watch as the assassins that the deuce had sent that you guys hadn't, hadn't figured out quickly enough that they were around. Uh, you watch Canton sneaking away from one. He's like trying to ditch them through the city. Uh, streets, but it looks like they set up a fairly decent trap. They lured him into this location because uh, once he ducks down this alley, the dragonborn that was one of the assassins goes past him and he thinks he's gotten away. And when he ducks further down the alley, that's when he runs into Naturum, the tiefling, and it's Scorpion that attacked you. And the Scorpion stings him while Naturum distracts him, causes him to be paralyzed, and then the dragonborn and gavrillo show up and you if you don't if you don't do anything you get to watch the entire scene of how canton was beaten as they tried to get more information on you guys but canton didn't talk and eventually gavrillo killed him (sighs) yeah roy just watches now that you know what happened what would Roy have done? I guess he would have just tried to stick by Ken more, but 
But you didn't know. He's not even certain. He's not I, exactly. I mean, how could he have known? Does Roy re- now that Roy's rewound this and he's part of the scene? Does do what? Does Roy attempt to intervene, or does Roy? What does Roy do with this weird rewind power that he has in the dream? Everything that he's seeing and everything that he has done, his first instinct is to rush in there and obviously try and help Canton out. But not, but he's fu- obviously fully aware of that this is a dream, and instead he just watches. And he tries to commit the scene to memory. What does Roy learn? That is a hell of a question. As the uh, as the image of everything fades away, and you find yourself standing next to Grim and Dylan, I don't fucking li- I don't fucking like Jay as a person anymore. <laughs> Sorry, bud. It's a shame that it shame shame that it came to this. I'm, I felt I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. Not yet. <laughs> you fucking bitch, Bruce. You've been so patient. God, you, fucking finally. Sorry, guys. Uh, Bruce died of old age. He didn't even get to go to the mountain. He just died of old age, waiting for Jay. <laughs> the good news is I've written a new character sheet. Uh, he also died of old age, though, so I've got a new new character sheet. My Bruce. name is Bill. Bruce, you are... You try to tackle the storyteller as Grim and him are whisked off somewhere else. You hit the dirt, and it swirls, and the smoke gathers. And you find yourself standing alone... Shit. In front of a hill. And and the voice of the shaman says, An enemy you lost to. Something that you knew just. That you considered yourself a failure at. And standing on top of this hill. Bruce calls right out back to the, uh, the shaman's voice. Ask Rhys what I buried in his mama. Go ahead and continue. <laughs> And on top of the hill, Bruce's challenge. A stove. A pot-bellied stove. The same stove that you couldn't pull out of the ground at the mansion many, many, many episodes ago. Bruce goes to the mountain. <laughs> There's no mountain. Damn you it! turn around and it's just empty. <laughs> Man couldn't even die in peace. You try to walk away from the scene and you end up on the other side of the scene. Well, at least he's getting his steps in. It's just a stove on a hill? Yep. Huh. Uh, this is weird. This is uh, this is real uh, real weird. I think your uh, I think your drugs aren't working right. <laughs> it's uh, and Bruce walks up to it and just sort of like pushes on it. It's uh, it's a stove. You uh, you, you push on it. It is very well mounted. Uh, it doesn't move. It's a sturdy stove. Uh, uh, yeah. Bruce just looks at it. He opens the front of the stove. <laughs> opens the grill on the top the little little plate cover mm-hmm. he looks around am I supposed to like cook something uh you know and he looks at the stove uh do do something I, I guess and he, he kicks it a little bit just like hey w- wake up it it doesn't move it's very well mounted uh now Bruce is confused Bruce gets ah uh, god fucking dip oh shit my back and Bruce gets down on his knees to look at it how the hell are you mounted to a hill? <laughs> and uh, Bruce investigates the uh, the footing of the stove. 
It, it doesn't appear to be mounted to the hill, as far as you can tell. You should be able to lift it right up. Bruce pulls his, uh, his boot knife out and tries to slide it under the feet of the stove. It, it won't work. It, some, something stops your boot knife. It seems like there's a steel... Almost as if there's a steel rod going into the earth itself. Ah, rebar. <laughs> the DM did give you a subtle hint at the beginning of our show as to the energy you may need to channel today. Bruce uh, looks around and he... He pulls out his fishing rod, and he drops the lure down the flume of, of, the, uh, of the stove. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, it feels like it snags on something if you try to pull it up. Br- Bruce tries to pull it up. Oh, yeah, fishing. Okay, that, make, that makes sense. Right. It's <laughs> <laughs> not exactly the route I expect you to take to get here, but I love it. Uh, you pull. Uh, I need you to roll a strength check, because whatever you're pulling against is very well secured. That's uh, that's a 16. It's like a 14. No, shit. 12. 12. 12. Yes. Final uh, number. You, Final number. You pull real hard. You realize that whatever's going on is very strong, and your line snaps. Oh, fuck you! And uh, Bruce does the, like, jumping dro- double drop kick into the, uh, into the stove. It rings like a bell, but all you manage to do is hurt your foot. Oh, you son of a bitch. I don't know what this is about, but ain't nobody cuts my line. <laughs> and Bruce begins to look for uh, a bolt or a rivet. Okay. I'm going to take your bitch ass apart piece by piece, you son of a fuck. Okay. And Bruce pulls out his crowbar. Okay. Bruce, you try to take it apart. Uh, roll me a, I guess, strength check. I don't know. Or if you're just using brute force to rip it up, rip it apart. I mean, if it's got if it's got bolts, uh, he would just unscrew it. But I don't know if that's a thing. I mean, do you have a screwdriver? I have a crowbar. Mm. I have a crowbar and a strength check of nineteen. Sorry, yeah, twenty well, two. You start with the door and you rip it off, and then you move around to like the top grill, and then you rip it off. And in the act of ripping off the top, you realize that you had to take your eye off the front, and the front is magically back on. All right, you fuck. Not today, bitch. Uh, the rest of you guys, as you are uh, standing around this weird uh, area that's like doesn't have shape yet, you just sort of see each other. You can vaguely hear the sound of Bruce cursing at some unknown enemy. Just what the? <laughs> you want a piece of me? You fucking you fuck you. And uh, Bruce just starts beating the hell out of it with his crowbar in you know incoherent rage because. Can we find him? No. They call out to him. Bruce? Bruce? I think Mitch is being willfully obstinate, but yeah, this continues for as long as Mitch needs to be Mitch on is a also stove. trying to check his inventory. Bruce, what is happening? Roll perception. I think he can hear us. That's uh, 12-ish. You don't hear anything. There's a lot of clanging. Oh. There's a lot of clanging. I cast message. Oh. <laughs> we got a pact? Fuck this. <laughs> Uh, I cast message. Okay. Uh, before that, Bruce, say one more thing. What were you going to do? Uh, so far, Bruce is just yelling and punching the, the cast iron. Okay. I, I'm, uh, I'm consulting my inventory to see, because I, I think that Bruce has, I think Bruce has what it takes to fucking end this stove. Bruce pulls out of his bag a vial of acid. Oh my god. You had to do it this way. We tried to be nice, but you brought me down this path. All right. This, is, this is the first time that you've that Bruce has ever felt like, damn, I wish Bop was around. 
transmute this some bitch. And he hates himself for thinking it. <laughs> All right. I'm going to cast message. Uh, uh, Mitch, Bruce? Any, uh, just real quick. Anything that you think you're going to use up, it doesn't actually use it because we're in a dream state. FYI. Don't bother erasing it from your sheet. <laughs> Bruce. What the hell are you doing? Uh, uh, as you say that, Roy opens the sovereign you... glue and pours it all over himself. Oh god, wait, you can why respond, is Dylan's voice in my dream to too? Message. What the hell? D- Dylan? Can, can, can you hear me, yes. Dylan? Yes, you keep replying to the message with two words, you have up to 20. Actually, message can all is way this, more right? vague about that. I don't we can actually all hear think this, right? we technically... Let me double check I, the rules. For okay, rules. I mean it's James your it's your fucking message spell. It's a, your thing that you made up for us. Can we hear it or not? I know, but I you oh if Fuck you rules. choose to target Fuck more rules. people, we're yes. in a dream. Uh, you can let any number of the people within the pack hear any message. Uh, the cool. target, Fuck it, yeah. Normally, Everyone it's hears. only the target hears the message, but it's a cantrip, and you can cast as many times as you want. So in theory, as long as it's not so, how this works is anyway. Dylan messages Bruce, and then Bruce is yelling in everyone else's head at Dylan. However. One must cast message to respond because there is no response to message that's built in like sending has. Okay. Then oh. Bruce is just yelling back into the ether. Yeah. Bruce, calm down. I'm using the message spell we all have. Everyone can hear you. Just calm down. I- I'm calm. Fucking no, you're not. I can hear you yelling. You, you, know, <laughs> you hear bang, bang, bang. Yeah, the, the abuse of the, the stove never stops. Bruce, what are you doing? Ah, uh, duh, renovation. There's, there's this, this. You remember, you remember the goddamn stove? And uh, this, at this Bruce, point, the Bruce oh starts God. abusing it with the cannonball. Bruce, you don't. <laughs> Bruce, Bruce, you don't have to tear apart a stove. Just let it go, man. I tried to leave. It didn't let me. So now I'm gonna fuck just, this bitch up. Just let it go. Wait. Just don't, don't, just don't react. Where are you? That has not worked for any of you. You must all do something. So that's Bruce tried to not, not exactly react. Accurate. It didn't work. Uh, uh, all right. Hey, hang on. I gotta, I gotta catch a, I gotta take a breather. Give me, give me a second. And, uh... And, uh, Br- Bruce goes quiet for a minute. Bruce goes quiet for a minute, and then you just hear snoring. And, uh, this goes on for probably the better part of an hour. <laughs> I message him after 20 minutes. <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> what? I go, wake the fuck up! While, while Dylan is bastard. casting message and just clearly not paying attention, I'm gonna tie his shoelaces together. <laughs> wow. Why? <laughs> We're dreaming. Yeah, what does it matter? Got a lot of time to kill. <laughs> God damn Bruce it! Bruce eventually wakes back up. I obviously don't have video. I assume Dylan went back to sleep. No. Yeah. <laughs> you, you hear? Uh, you hear, sorry. Before Bruce he says, wakes up, you guys do hear on the wind. <laughs> on the wind, you hear yeah. the sound of Avil's voice. What's taking them so long? And just the, the shaman going, I don't know, normally it's not like this. I, <laughs> I, I message Avil. I, do, I message Avil and then the shaman and go, I don't need this right now. And then I go back to what I was doing. I turn to look at Roy, trip on my shoelaces, eat shit. They've God damn a, it! They've been Grim, asleep a long time. Grim having aced his dream. It's great. He's just drinking dream tea. <laughs> Sitting. Bruce is on a foot the dream deep in the soil. Evan. Who, who's finishing their thoughts? I want to hear about the dream version of Evan. 
Yeah, yeah. maybe with a dream yeah. version of Evan. Is he downy soft? Um, and, you know, just, I don't know, just like having a, a talk, I, I, I guess. Drinking some tea, maybe thanking him. I don't know, there's a lot. I don't want to put too much in there. No, I like you. You, you kind of try to like interact with any scenes or, or illusions, and you can kind of conjure these figments, but they don't really—they're not solid and they don't do much. But like, you could conjure his image and talk to it if you wanted to. I mean, uh, I think actually, you know what? If the storyteller's still there, he just conjures no, he a seems, tape. He does seem to be gone. Once you stepped through the the portal, you ended up with the other guys, and you left the storyteller behind. Okay, then Grim want, is sitting, uh, drinking a cup of tea, watching these two act a fool. It's been um, too quiet it. for too long. I, wa- I walk up to You don't to hear Grimm. Bruce's snoring. You don't hear Bruce's clanging. And somewhere in the dream world, Bruce is burrowed down about a foot and is now trying to undermine this stove with his uh, w- with his crowbar. I'm going to fucking uh, get you out of this goddamn ground. I swear to God. I'm... You, you dig wa- about six inches down and realize that the hill is on, like, solid granite. <laughs> I walk up to Grim and I'm like, have you ever heard of the game Pickup Sticks? <laughs> God damn it! Oh yes, I'm familiar. Dylan's fixing his laces while cussing. Okay, okay. <laughs> this is a test. This is a test. We gotta do this smart. <laughs> Bruce takes out his alchemist fire and he pours it inside the uh, inside the stove, and he pulls out one of his rations and heats up his ration. Then he eats Grim. it. He's having lunch. He's having Bruce. lunch. <laughs> Grim. Bruce, the <laughs> eye of Magog. Bruce, oh. the eye of Magog is pushing on you now. No, no, this ain't about you. He's mad. Your anger no. is rising. No, fuck you. This ain't about you. It's between me and this piece of shit stove. Roll a charisma check. Ooh. <laughs> Four. Did you roll a one, Jay? Nah, bud. I rolled a 19 naturally. I rolled a two. <laughs> Magog is, two. is in filling you with rage, and you find yourself grasping the sides of this no, stove this, and pulling up on it. The stove is filling me with rage. Yes, you're filling yourself with rage. Because because Mitch the troll will not let Bruce the person do a thing to move forward. <laughs> to be fair, Bruce was trying to avoid using the Eye of Magog. You find yourself being pushed by the Eye of Magog. So Bruce, the Eye of Magog is screaming at you to tear the stove from its fucking mounting to show it who is boss to put your giant metal against this paltry steel and crush it into a tin can and uh i do need you to roll strength for this time because the eye magog did win this time ta- this contest yeah that is a 23 the stove starts to rise slowly uh, it, it, as far as you can tell, as you lift it, it it's still like gravity is too heavy here. And uh, as you are pulling on it, it starts to shift in your arms, and it stops looking like a stove, and it starts to look like the front of a vehicle. You're standing in front of a car, a Tiggo wagon, and you are pushing against it with all your might. What do you do? I'm pushing, or Magog is pushing? Um, you could do another contest to decide that. It's an 18. That is also an 18. That's a tie. You realize... I run this show, asshole. I care nothing for your struggle. I only wish to win. That's because you're a bitch. Why do you not use me? 
You're used when you're needed. I do use you, but you don't use me. Um, you realize though in this moment that neither one of you is in control and you are fighting a car. Wait, like, like... It's, it's driving at you and you are pushing it backwards. Oh, thank God. I thought you meant like, you know, Decepticons. Bruce wasn't ready for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce was never going to come away from that. That was... Whew. Bruce, roll strength, or you will be run over. Um, Bruce pushes his daughter out of the way. As you reach to your left, she's there. And you kind of rotate, and you are now standing with your back at braced against the vehicle, and her kind of clutched in front of you. And she just sort of looks shocked. It's, you know, the last look that you remember. Whatever happened, happened so quick, she didn't even know what happened. What do you... Uh, same thing Bruce did before. He, uh, gives her a hug until she goes away. And then he takes her fishing tackle out of her purse. You are still pushing against this vehicle. That's fine. She's gone. Roll strength. Crit. That's 26 if numbers matter. You pull, with one arm, you reach up. And with one arm, you reach back while digging into her pack. And you pull out her tackle and you put it in your bag. And you turn around to meet whatever you're, you're still pushing. And standing before you is no longer a car. It is not a stove. It is a giant. Fearsome and angry. At first it looks like you, and you are winning. That's confusing. What? Which me? There's two of me. Which me is winning? You, you the are me winning. that rolled a crit, right? Not the me that didn't roll a crit. Yes. Okay. No, yes. the me that did not roll a crit. You are pushing him back with one arm while put, tucking something into your pouch, and you realize that this being is not strong enough to beat you. What do you do? Can I tell why, why he's pushing against me? I mean, other than that, he's just pushing me. Is there any motive? Uh, roll perception. Is there any motive or intent that is being? projected here. Roll perception. That's a 16. While you think about that, uh, regardless, fuck this guy. Bruce goes for a leg sweep. Okay. That's an 18. You realize that he fights you because Bruce believes in fighting himself. As, and you realize that he's fighting you for the same reason that Bruce is fighting back. Just because if you're not questioning this other person, then you will become Magog. Everything Sh wrong with giants. Shit, I just beat up my conscience. <laughs> no, because your conscience and you are one. As you sweep the leg, though, you find yourself in the circle uh, with everyone else. And you strike this leg, and it is solid like a tree trunk. And the face changes um, of the giant you are fighting. The rest of you. So, Bruce, you are fighting this version of yourself, and as you fight it, it is getting bigger. And you guys see Bruce materialize with his fists clenched with this other giant as the giant changes shape and form. And you realize as the area kind of becomes clear, you're standing on an island circled by cliffs, and to each cardinal direction stand another set of hill giants. Uh, the map that I've pulled up has a lovely picture of Andre the Giant to represent Magog who Bruce is now fighting and who is gaining in size. Around you are hill giants with stacks of boulders sitting around oh. cheering on what is happening. 
that look like the big show. And then they are represented by the big show. Uh, I do like the big show, but he will always be a lesser giant when compared to Andre, and that is why they are this way. If anybody That's has fair. Yeah. As Magog grows and uh, gets you know larger and larger, uh, Bruce, before he loses the opportunity, punches Magog right in the fucking dick. Okay. Uh, you hit Magog and he gets bigger. Thanks, Bruce. It's okay, though, because he was already getting bigger, though... Well, Bruce isn't going to miss his chance, and he headbutts him in the dick on the way by. So, Gross. Am part, I s- you gave him my, head. Am I still... Part my kimono a little bit. Go ahead, sorry. Oh. Am I still drinking tea? Jay in the dick. Yeah, uh, as this kind of happens, your tea starts to fade away in your hand, and you find yourself needing to rush to kind of finish it off. Am Son I still covered bitch. in sovereign glue? Pour it in the eye. <laughs> It, if oh you want God. to be. <laughs> Mitch, throw me at my gun. Um, okay. So, yeah, to part the kimono a little bit, I gave you three trials. Uh, there were past failures that were specific for the first two. Uh, this last one was a little bit more up for debate. I'm actually not sure if I what I would call... Uh, I, I feel like Bruce did handle it very well, but he's still missing the point. Uh, as the shaman tell is talking to you, he says... Now you now must fight the god, but you've weakened him. And you see that the giants set down their stones, and rather than get ready to throw them at you, as they would have had if you had three failures, because I have three different fights set up, they just proceed to watch and root and, and, and yell. And instead of fighting this titan that is Magog and helpers, you will only fight Magog. And I'm going to go ahead and reduce it again. I'm going to go ahead and say you guys did well. Uh, oh, don't do that. That's not a no, brand. Bruce, I, I think Bruce did, because Bruce's problem isn't really with his past. So he did that well, but there's still something that he's not getting. Um, and uh, so we're going to go ahead and run this fight with less health. Uh, the giant Magog gets to a massive height, but as Bruce punches him, he gets bigger, but then you fight him and you realize that he actually shrinks back down as uh, to, to a lesser size. And I'm going to need y'all to roll initiative, because we're about to fight the aspect of a god. Oh my god. tavern goers thanks again for joining us for another adventure on torchlit tavern hopefully you've been listening to us leading up to arc 4 but if not you can always go back to our beginning or if you are less inclined i have provided a summary of the story so far at the beginning of episode 50 if you are looking for other ways to listen to us we can be found on apple podcasts spotify stitcher youtube podbean or any of your preferred podcasting services please continue to share like and most importantly rate us on whatever your preferred service may be. We have no designs on any vast empire, but the more you help, the more we can share our small, silly story with others. 
If you truly love our show and want to go above and beyond our dreams, you can support us on Patreon at Patreon backslash Torchlit Tavern, where we can reward you with bonus content, including blooper episodes, additional lore, or bonus episodes. If you wish to reach out to us, you can contact us directly at torchlittavern at gmail.com or visit our website at torchlittavern.com. We also can be found on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching Torchlit Tavern. You can find me, Jameson Oxford, on Twitter at Agent Beige. You can find Ryan at Ryan SCB Santos on Twitter. You can find Jeff at Big underscore J underscore the Badman on Twitter. And you can find Randall on Instagram at Argo Omega. Additional music used in this episode was from Incompitech.com, used under the Creative Commons license. The songs used were Some Amount of Evil, Ritual, Heartbreaking, On the Passing of Time, Morning Song, and Virtutes Instrumenti by Kevin McLeod. Thanks again for listening, and don't forget, Fekir Warlock, dear.